Tim Duner here with Chad Rivos. Welcome yeah. to What the Truck, it's Friday. So pumped, man. Man. Yeah. El Camino. It's coming out on Netflix. Don't change the channel just yet. Wait until this episode's over. But are you excited? It's a Breaking Bad movie. Well, now I'm even more pumped. More reason to celebrate. Yeah. Man. Yeah, those are by the makers. That's by the, the producers of Breaking Bad, my favorite series. Yeah. Ever of all time on Netflix, as well as, you know, I even liked Better Call Saul. Yeah. Rob, Bob Odenkirk. Before we went on air, you asked me if I was going to binge watch the movie. And uh, yes, I think I will take in all two, as as long as my kids don't interrupt me and like wake up. I think I'll take in all two hours at once. Yeah, but you know what it's going to be missing? What? Brian Cranston. He'll probably be in there, like, via flashback. Oh, you, oh, you think? I haven't like, checked the IMDb. I haven't really even watched the trailer. I didn't want any spoilers. I think I just want to go in fresh and blind. Brian Cranston's busy on Broadway, baby. He's busy on Broadway? Yeah. Oh. He's got a whole, he's got his awesome uh, show that he's doing. There's no way they're not going to film at least a few flashbacks with him. He'll be like, he'll be like a, like a force spirit. He'll be like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, like the, yeah. And like Anakin Sky, like Darth Vader is... Anakin, he'll be like in young form. But we'll see. We'll see yeah. if it's uh, if it's good. Have you ever? Uh, did you ever like drive an El Camino? Those were kind of awesome. Isn't that like a car with a pickup truck identity yeah. crisis? Yeah, my granddad had one with like hundreds of thousands of miles on it that yeah. just drove all of my life. Um, it, it, was, it was really cool. I, I feel like pickup trucks were like better, and El Caminos were better in the eighties when you could just sit in like the back. But now that's illegal. I think right, you can't yeah. just sit in. No, you can't do that. And hitchhike back there. Um, but I hope this movie, I hope El Camino isn't disappointing. And I especially hope it's not as disappointing <laughs> as going to Chicago, waiting 50 minutes for your deep dish pizza and being served a thin crust. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was a little on you, though, because for, for ordering the margarita, right? No, I mean, I pointed at the, I was like, I want the deep dish. Attention to detail. I want the deep dish cheese pizza. And then when we waited another 50 minutes, and for by then, it was was a little anticlimactic. And you guys were already standing up, you know, I just, I was like, ah, got it. And then we had to, and then I wasn't really even hungry anymore. Like, my my digestion cycle had just just gone through. It was a lot of cheese, a lot of crust, not as much Mm. sauce as I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I I haven't. I could wait another decade to have, having some more. I think I could go too. Yeah. Like, I don't think Two at, at wow. Freightways Live in Chicago, November 12th and 13th, go to FreightWaves.com, click on events, get your tickets. You can get your own deep dish. You can be the judge. Personally, not me. But I would go back to, like, that true food kitchen. That was delicious. Yeah, that was pretty good, too. Uh, well, I guess it's on to the headlines. Well, no, we got to pay the bills first, Chad. Yeah. Triumph Pay is the leading carrier payment platform in transportation. With over 50,000 carriers paid, Triumph Pay helps to drive capacity, efficiency, and cash flow for brokers and shippers. Visit TriumphPay.com to learn more. Okay, yeah, I thought that was a pretty good read. I love the team over there. Great people. All right. Boom, what's going on in the world? Okay, U.S. Chamber looks to Chinese tariff rollbacks in White House meeting. Tariffs scheduled to increase from 25% to 30%. Man, talk about taxes. What about Chicago? Talk about just... just what about well, taxes in Chicago, yeah, like, man? Like 40 or 50%? <laughs> it seemed like it. It sure seemed like that. It might seem oh, like 20 or 30%. Well, anyways, tariffs scheduled to increase from 25, 25% to 30% on the uh, $250 billion worth of goods exported from China into the United States on October 15th. They could be postponed or canceled depending on progress made in trade talks this week between... The United States and China, according to the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. Optimism. Why are they optimistic? Optimism from the nation's most powerful business lobbying group 
was elevated after President Trump announced on October 10th that he would meet with China's vice premier, Liu He? Liu He. On October 11th, <laughs> Liu, Liu is a Washington, D.C. is in Washington, D.C. for a scheduled meeting with U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer. Lighthizer. Robert Lighthizer and U.S. Treasury Secretary Steve. <laughs> You are having trouble. Steve Munchin. Steve Munchin. I'm not having trouble. There's just a, uh, there's just uh, some very uh, unique names in a row. I wonder if they'll give him the the royal treatment like they gave uh, Jimmy Jimmy Lay. Mm. Uh, but anyway, brilliant. Uh, who said he met with Lou earlier in the week, said the two sides could even go further by removing plans to impose an additional 15% tariff on $300 billion worth of Chinese imports on December 15th, quote, as well as maybe even rolling back an initial 15% tariff put in place on September 1st. But that's going to depend on what additional offers the Chinese make. <laughs> that's the aspirations we have. Whether they get there or not, we'll see, he said. Bloomberg reported that as part of the negotiations, China planned to ask the U.S. to lift sanctions. This is interesting. They plan to ask the U.S. to lift sanctions imposed two weeks ago on tanker vessels owned by subsidiaries of China's Which Costco covered, shipping. Yeah. yeah, well, and I've heard, I was reading yesterday that the, that the because there's sanctions, on, they've been turning off the transponders. So now there's these, just in time for Halloween, there's these ghost ships sailing through the ocean. That Ooh, no, track. no transponders like they had in Breaking Bad? Yeah, the U.S. had accused them of uh, violating petroleum restrictions on Iranian oil. So uh. we're a tweet away from learning more. Maybe it'll happen <laughs> when we're on the air, right? Stay in tweeted. Uh, also, Amazon partner Impex lays off about 600 after Amazon ends relationship. Yes, Amazon.com can giveth and it can taketh away. Atlanta-based Impact's final mile, mile delivery, an Amazon delivery service provider, and a last mile delivery company in 11 markets felt the brunt of the latter option earlier this week when Seattle-based Amazon cut ties with it. Bereft of a chunk of its business, Atlanta-based Impact swung the axe. It notified the state of Georgia that it would lay off 162 workers that operate wow. out of the Amazon facilities in Metro Atlanta, according to a published report. Most of the layoffs are among Impact's drivers. Yeah, other Impact's markets were affected as well in Charlotte and Durham, North Carolina. Impact's is laying off 199 employees, according to a report. Impact's is also laying off 264 employees in Ohio and Texas, respectively, as a result of the lost business, according to reports. Impacts also provides delivery services for FedEx Corp, UPS Inc., and the U.S. Postal Service, so a lot of final mile delivery. Yeah, in a statement, Amazon confirmed that it did end its relationship with Impacts. It did not give a specific reason for the separation, just saying that it evaluates, quote, our partnerships to ensure they are meeting our high bar for safety mm. and customer experience, per perhaps responding to some of these, uh, the Democrats. Like the BuzzFeed story. Yeah, the, they're um, really kind of after Amazon. They're wanting some answers. Impacts drivers will have the opportunity to deliver Amazon packages with other providers, of course, according mm -hmm. to the statement. Well, you never like to see that. A lot of layoffs, and it's it's Amazon is just becoming such a force, man. They they move, yeah. and the mountains shake. Yeah, they are a force to be reckoned with. I they mean, step they, in the ground, rumbles. Whoa! Like, yeah, I think you you nailed it right there. They, they swim, and the water wakes. Okay, it's just. A, <laughs> do you have another one? Um, they sneeze no. in the sky, tornadoes. They cough, and someone else catches the cold. Yeah, yeah I don't know something like that. that. 
Uh, yeah, nobody wants that cold. Worldwide parcel volume to hit 200 billion by 2025, according to Pitney Bowes. Not John Bowes. Worldwide parcel deliveries will hit 200 billion a year by 2025, more than doubling 218 totals. Chan, with business to consumer and business to business shipping, expected to show healthy gains, according to Pitney Bowes Inc.'s Global Parcel Index, which was released on October 10th. Global shipping volume is expected to surpass 100 billion parcels. Wow. By the end of 2020, across the 13 countries that were surveyed, Pitney said, China remained the volume leader last year, handling 51 billion parcels domestically and internationally, four times that of the United States. From 2013 to 2018, China's parcel volume, parcel volume, parcel volume, parcel volume <laughs> grew by 41% compounded annually, though the pace of growth has slowed somewhat. In the past year or two. Well, it sounds natural. That's phenomenal growth. Mm. U.S. parcel revenues, however, were higher last year at $119 billion, with a B, compared to China, $91 billion, according to the report. The U.S. reported the highest revenue among the 13 countries, an 8% year-over-year yoy increase. U.S. domestic and export volumes rose from $13 billion to $13 billion from 12 in 2017. Much of the current and future growth will come from the surging demand for e-commerce orders. No shock there, both intra-country and internationally. However, there will also be recent demand from the B2B side. Parcel shipping in the global information technology industry will rise 7.5% a year through 2023, according to the report. Shipping in the manufacturing industry will rise 6.5% annually through 2023. And the gains in the healthcare sector will average... 3.7% 3.7% the report predicts. Wow. So here's just a little a little bit of facts for you. On average, Chad, 2,760 parcels were shipped each second each last year second. among the 13 countries. The report concluded about 23 parcels were shipped per person last year, according to the report. And I think a lot of people, they start thinking like, oh, the post office is dead. I never mail letters anymore. Yeah, but not mailing, is, uh, you know, mailing is, is alive and thriving. At least the parcel industry is. You know what 23 I say? parcels. Did you mail 23 parcels? A second? Or just at all? Uh, no, at all. <laughs> I don't think I did. Uh, I'm, no, probably not quite. I mean, I probably caused like 200 to be shipped to me via Amazon, <laughs> yeah. but I didn't have many outgoing. Right. I'm just saying, bring on the drones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, FMCSA Chief Ray Martinez mm. leaves the agency. Ray Martinez is leaving the FMCSA and will be replaced by current FMCSA Chief Counsel Jim Mullen, the U.S. Department of Transportation announced yesterday. According to a DOT source, Martinez's departure, which came as a surprise by most inside and outside the industry, was prompted by Martinez's desire to be closer to family in the Boston, Massachusetts area. Hmm, I know a little bit of something about that. Originally from New Jersey, Martinez's role within DOT will transition to overseeing an ongoing $500 million redevelopment project at DOT's Volpe. Center in Cambridge, Massachusetts, on October twentieth. Here's an interesting one: the, the hours of sur- the hours of service regulation. It took up most of Martinez's time since he was sworn in with the FMCSA. So, where does that leave all this? Yeah, I don't. Who knows? Um, I he he was doing a fantastic job. I mean, like meeting the meeting the expectations of a lot of different constituencies. Yeah. So far as we understood in his in his brief tenure. I know last we heard that, I mean, it seemed like some sort of uh, consensus was going to be going on. So I, I guess they say that Jim Mullen is kind of towing the party line that, that Ray had, so people, so they're not concerned. Yeah, well, you don't always know like when you're just like, I'm leaving, I, I'd like to spend more time with my family. It's sort of, 
Yeah. Sometimes you're like, really? I mean, okay. Okay. Is that really the story? I thought we were your family. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, anyway, a listening session held in Joplin, Missouri in uh, September 2018 was viewed by many as a turning point in the industry and the relationship between the administration and the trucking industry. Mm. Maybe. I mean, hopefully it's going to be more of the same since the tone set then in September. Well, I hope they can sustain. Yes. Today is off the supply chain, right? Yes. Talking to Emily Zink. She's coming in here. Talk about today's episode. If you're watching on this channel at noon, right? It, it aired live on LinkedIn. That's right. And on FreightWaves.com. Come on YouTube. in. YouTube. You may recognize her. It was perfect timing because the video stream is down right now. Oh. So this is turned off. Yeah. Let me see if we could turn it back on. But the audio is still going. So Okay. Great. We'll see if Harrison will get it for us. So sorry, yeah. guys. I don't. When did people we, were watching. When did we realize so that it just happened thirty okay. seconds ago. So. Well, oh wow, nice to have you come in here and, and uh, yeah, save but, the day. Yeah, Emily, <laughs> Emily, big deal. Harrison, Zink. yeah, Harrison, let us know if it comes back on or if that helped it or not. So okay, experiencing some technical difficulties. Yes. Gremlins Live in the machine. TV. Yes, ghost in well, the machine. It's almost Halloween. You may recognize. What do you say? Yeah, no video. No Still video. Still no video. Okay. Should we press it again? Give it a minute. Okay. All right. Okay. We'll just keep on trucking. We'll keep on trucking. So <laughs> bear with us if you're listening. Yes. Um, you'll be in for a surprise. We'll all be in new costumes when oh, there we the go. lights come back on. We'll switch seats. <laughs> that would be know. cool we'll do, if we did. We'll do something interesting. Anyway, so if you're watching where there was video, you might remember this theme. And then you would hear. What is the word that they say at the end? <laughs> and move or something? It, I, I, I thought and maybe move. and vogue. I don't and know. Vogue. And get off the chain. Yeah, something. Yeah. So that is the off the supply chain. Mm-hmm. That's the theme, theme right? Yeah. And yeah. that's when all the action starts. And just a bit ago, right before you guys were live. Yeah. We were streaming it out live, and we got a lot of good questions and interaction. People were talking about trash on LinkedIn because yeah, it was about sustainability. So, yeah. what is hot the topic. U.S. going to do with all of our trash when we were China's refused us? So of like the Philippines and Singapore and other. I'm glad you mentioned China because yeah. I am a one-time China champion, right? I'm a one-time off the supply chain champion for the the off the uh, supply chain China Rising episode. China that Rising was yes. last week. That was right. So yeah. far that was last as anyone week? knows, the disputed champion. Wait, the, what? With the undisputed champion. Undisputed champion. <laughs> I, um, I, I'm more than happy to defend it. Okay. Well, well I, I think you will be in the dr- yes, coming drop. up. So, yeah. Sustainability just released today. And yeah. as we are talking about anything to do with trash, there's a hot debate with paper and plastic straws. Yeah. Hear that all the time. It's making a difference on me. You know, like I'm I'm more aware of, of using the plastic straw or not. And I'm mm. refraining. And I can. My little. This is a truth. We were at the same restaurant, and you both didn't use straws. No, yeah. we Did just you, drank out of our cups. The, were you one no, of the that, that was Jonathan Smith who Put wanted to deliver you guys those straws. Yeah. No, but were you one of the offenders, or were you? I did use a straw. You were I'm really bad. I I like fear that stuff will stain my teeth. So oh. it's a vanity just, problem. Drink, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. So gotcha. I need to use paper straws. All right. But yeah, Fair so Tell us hot a topic. About it was good. Yes. So next week we are working on an episode. So recession, we will film that. Um, yep. Can a company be recession proof? 
So stay tuned to find yeah, out. Yeah, hot topic. I, I know there are some industries we talk about that could be recession proof. Now, my favorite part of the show, though, isn't the actual game show. Sorry, Chad. It's actually the stand ups at the end that you do these human yes, interest the stories. stories. Just because I like stuff like yes. that. Yes. And um, tell me a little bit about your methodology, how you approach that. Is your news background what really fuels all that? Yes. So, for example, we did one with anything to do with automation and robotics. So for me, uh, as a former news reporter, Google, that is your best friend. Uh, So I just Googled automation Tennessee, and it came up that McMinnville, Tennessee, which is about an hour plus away from here, almost to Nashville, um, they have an amazing new state-of-the-art building that just opened at Montlow State Community College. They were known for their mechatronics program. It was one of two mechatronics programs in the world, and then everyone kind of just started copying them. Mm. So then a few years later, they opened this automation and robotics center, and it just opened in May. And myself and my photojournalist, we went and we took a tour and did a great story. And people always worry that they're going to lose their jobs to automation. And we actually found a former student who now works at Kasai, and he spent his whole life working on assembly line. And he's like, you know what? I just, I can't do this anymore. My job will be taken away by a robot. I know that this is boring. (laughs) Mm. This is tedious. And so he went and it was the mechatronics program at the time and got educated at Motlow State Community College. But he now finds himself back at the college using their state-of-the-art robots to program Kasai's robots. So it's kind of a full circle thing. And he People do have the argument all the time that jobs will be taken away, but this is also a perfect time to learn a new skill. Yeah. And I will tell you, this facility What's a good skill to learn if you're in danger of a robot replacing you? Just to learn how to operate a robot. So, for example, they are teaching how to paint underbodies of cars, how to put in screws and bolts. You program the robot, and then the robot's doing that. Oh, you're like a robot instructor. Yes. Basically, robot teacher. Learn how to program the robot that will be replacing your job and don't be replaced. and you won't be replaced. And you get paid better. Brilliant. Yes. Yeah. But what if a robot trains like an instructor robot, and they're like, okay, I I was watching what that guy Oh, that's so meta. That's a lot of robots. But yeah, so actually this semester, So the school semester just started a few months ago. This was the first time they were allowing students to come. But all summer, it was really cool. People who their employees would actually send them to McMinnville. So the middle of nowhere. So when I went there, they had guys from Atlanta, guys from San Diego. They're like, this is a quaint little town. We like it. But they also have a training program for people who aren't just students for employers could choose to send their employees there. So Mm. who would have thought in Warren County? They have this Innovation. world-class yeah, facility. But it makes sense because think about our region. We have the Nissan plant. We have Volkswagen. We have stuff like that. So it's perfect. And there's 7,000 robots within yeah. 70 miles of that community college. So mm. it makes perfect sense. Wow. Yeah. Well, we, we've covered a lot of topics. And you go out on the road and you, 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 you we, we, we talked about uh, the with China rising, yeah. in fact. Uh, well, who is the next China? Yeah. Uh, you talked to Dean Waller. Yeah, Matt that. Waller with, yeah. at the University of Arkansas. He had spent some time. Crow, yeah. is, is <laughs> Dean Matt Waller. Yeah. Yes. Um, Dean. He knows a lot about China. He had actually um, done their MBA program, the university's MBA program for China, so spent a lot of time working hand-in-hand with the universities there. And what did he have to say? Um, India is the next China. That was and his thought. And always will be. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that was his thought if there had to be a next China. But also he made some good points and I know you made the same points. Places like Ethiopia, yeah. they're still decades away, but there's some countries in Africa that are 
becoming extremely innovative. But the problem with India is yeah. they have a government similar yeah. to China. Talk about so, infrastructure. Yes, too. and yes, and there's Isn't so deep. they have. Similar problems to China, um, so it was very interesting to get his. We were actually at a plug and play VC event in Arkansas, so I thought this is the perfect time to ask Dean Waller what yeah. he thinks of who's the next China. Great so. timing. Wait, on so that. did you you just spontaneously asked him? Yeah. Oh and, yeah. And I you're asked... Like I should build a show around this. Is that part of your? <laughs> no, no. Okay. I knew that was one of the topics that I knew he was well versed in it, so oh, I okay. thought might as well do that. Um, another time we had yes, the supply the dean of supply chain now is at UTK. Is oh Tom Goldsby? Yes, Tom yes. Goldsby was here, and so I asked him, "Can a company be recession proof?" So we'll hear from Tom on the next yeah. episode. So it's good to have these people. Oh, even Christian Debus mm. Debos, uh, he has yeah. in Chicago, and this is just we're utilizing. He was at the same plug and play event, but he <laughs> has Audubon AI, which is they're trying to change the way trucks move obviously autonomous, autonomous. yeah uh, mm-hmm. autonomy so he was also on our automation nation show so he has a very good view and he was talking about actually hours of service you don't really think oh, yeah. about automation changing hours of service and that was a that was a big debate that was a heated debate and i mm-hmm. know you were for the side of you you kind of sided with him maybe this could change the hours of service and this could help yeah. if and Ray Martinez the FMCSA chief just just stepped down for his position we were talking about that headline before you came on so that area of interest is heating up again, too. Yes. Yeah. Zach Strickland was like, well, it'll just extend a trucker's day, day. work day. Yeah. You but know? most truckers say, like, they want it so they can get home because they're just forced to stop in exactly. inopportune locations or they yeah. just want more flexibility I would or freedom. Yeah. A mulligan, you know? Yeah. Like, do you also, I mean, did, you did, a, we did the future of retail. I feel like, did you do a cool story for that? It seems like. I'm well, I'll, oh, so the future of retail, I looked at malls that have yeah. now been repurposed. Mm. And there were some really cool ones. The first mall in the entire world is now an apartment building, or oh. in the entire country, I'll say, yeah. is now an apartment building. So you could live there, and they've really kept it looking like a mall. It's really incredible. Did they have like an Auntie Annie's in there that still? Was a- <laughs> <laughs> Not, they didn't oh. have Auntie Annie's okay. back in 1912, probably. Oh. Well, but yeah, so that Grandma was another... Was that, that in was another, Texas? No. Oh. That was in, I want to say Philadelphia, nice but it's escaping me. Texas one was like 1959 Texas, or something. Yes, so the first air-conditioned mall oh, okay. in Mesquite, Texas... That had closed down like five years ago, and ironically, it got bulldozed, and a FedEx distribution center now sits there. So it makes sense. We're not going to the malls anymore. We're shopping online. So Mm -hmm. there was another one I want to say in Providence, Rhode Island, um, an old car dealership. Or, okay. or an old mall is now a car dealership. Oh, did yeah. they bulldoze that? Or did no, they, they a big kept, car dealership so or a like small just, mall. That's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. They they use the physical mall still, and they drive cars right into it, and you, wow. it's almost like walking around a shopping center, but for cars. That used so to that be a one KB. was fun. Yeah, that one was fun to see. Yeah, KB Toys. Yeah, <laughs> I miss that place. Remember, they would have like you I could walk in and they had like that. the automated toys in the front. You could go like Speaking fishing. Speaking of and, yes. KB, I saw something that Toys R Us maybe resurrected again. Yeah, but it's like a totally wow. different thing. It's wow. like a, it's like the Amazon Go. It's like a show. I don't know. Oh, it, it just didn't seem mind. like oh, I just the read the headline. That's how they get you. Yeah. There was another one. There was a mall um, yeah. out west that now they kept the mall. And it's now been used, being used as a K through twelve charter school. Hmm. So it's interesting. Yes, it is interesting. Well, some of these malls can be repurposed, and some of them can't. But it was really fun to research 
what malls have been repurposed and how and what places are really being innovative and not just knocking them down. Close to us, Nashville Predators. They knocked down a mall, though, unfortunately. But the site mm. of an old mall is where they have their practice facility. So nice. it's it's just this is just like a little taste of what makes off the supply yeah. chain yeah. so cool. Yes, we do. It's the show of competitive banter, but like for each given topic we have, you are out there doing research, going yes. on the road with a skeleton crew making it happen. Yes. Where, so where do you find the show? Uh just go to freightwaves.com. We actually just posted it up there, but the easiest place to go is YouTube. Okay. All of our content is there. You could watch episode one through six we just did. Nice. Um, and then every Friday, we do stream it out live, so you can watch it live with us. Um, that's at 12 Eastern Time. Watch it on LinkedIn and YouTube and yes. Facebook. Mm-hmm. And hit that's that bell you, on, yes. link, on YouTube Always to get that. Always subscribe, yes. Because that, that then you'll know. Yeah, you'll, you'll know when an episode's going out. Wow. And there's definitely Fantastic video on that episode. Yes. And we have so two people are making their debut on next week's episode. We have JT. And Anthony. So yeah. it will be new faces you have not seen on Off the Supply Chain. So I'm really excited what is that for one that on? one. Recession. Okay. Yes. So, is and it's a hot topic right recession. now, obviously. What is it good for? Speaking of Anthony, he Absolutely is up next no. as we okay. do a little yeah. earnings over Thank under. you. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much Emily. for joining us. Big deal, Zinc. Thank you. I'll check and see if the video's working. Yeah. Oh, okay. a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Okay. okay. Anthony Smith, I come on down. I wish I could learn English in like a Walden uh, books or something. Uh-huh. Okay. And uh, uh-huh. we're waiting. Earnings over under. Boom. It looks like it's red now. Okay. It just, was red. It, yeah. I don't it never know. turned off. Okay. I'm not really sure. So let's not worry about that. Let's worry okay. about this. Okay. Yep. I've got. Uh, Anthony Smith. So you know that, what, what's headphones? Oh, headphones. They go in your head. What did you think those were? I've never seen these before. Headphones? I'm used to have pods now. The, the, the... Oh. oh. You've put on the cans before. When you I know. You've I been know. in this booth. Oh, it's been, just, second time this week. Are the, are the I know. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I put glasses. on the glasses. I'm a new person. And the, yeah, and the sad thing, I don't person. think anyone can see us. No one can. Uh, I think okay. the video is okay. down. The feed I is down. Something happened. Here. I don't know. So anyways, <laughs> earnings over under. You know the game. It's the game of, of, of earnings turned into a competition where we do the earnings per share. You guys guess if it was over under. Yeah. If you guys tie, you just tell me the reason why, and we, we try to see mm-hmm. who's closest. All right, we'll start out. We'll start out with uh, Chad. Okay. Previous, because he lost last time. So, uh, Domino's Pizza. Home with the pizza track. Domino's. Ooh. Earnings per share, $2.04. Uh, slightly down, I believe. All right. That's what I think. Mm. I, I got high hopes for Domino's. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go over. Nice. Smart man, it was over. Yes. 205, 45. And here's what's interesting, though, because 45, so there are some reasons why it was over. Okay. Do you want to guess? Mm. Their tracker? No. Oh. I mean, that, it's actually the opposite. So 45% of the pizza chain sales in the third quarter came during carryout, which is what they want because uh-huh. they think that the greater opportunity lies there because you could upsell, you can get people to... I mean, once you order online, you're kind of like locked in, right? If you right. get like buffalo wings and a pizza. Makes sense. But if you go in, you're going to be like, you know what? I should get that two liter of Pepsi and and maybe a salad. Right. You know, you're feeling guilty. So I'm well, not sure if I'm mistaken, but are they... Is Domino's the ones that are doing the pizza insurance thing? Yeah. Maybe they yeah, are. Yeah. But, yeah. So, but They're the they, ones that like, if we mess up your pizza, we'll replace it. Okay. Kind of thing. Yeah, I do think that they've slowed in their growth. But yeah. you know, whether they were up or down, I didn't know. Well, they said buying in stores offers 2.5% more 
market two point five times the market opportunity wow. of of online. Um, and they're driving people in stores with the seven ninety nine carryout deal. Gotcha. I don't know if you've taken uh, advantage of that. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> the world is like rapidly changing. Like it, it, it's almost becoming rare for a company to insource its own delivery now, mm-hmm. right? Like Domino's was a pizza tracker, and like free delivery was a thing. Yeah, and remember, like in thirty minutes or less. Right, right. That, right, that was right. even yeah. a joke in the TMNT ninety, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles right, ninety right, ninety right. movie, right? right? But it seems like now with Postmates, people are willing to like they'll spend like twelve dollars just to get yeah, stuff just for delivery free. I know yeah. it's crazy to me. It's the time. I'm kids. going gluten free. All right, there you so. go. And then you said Levi Strauss, man. You wear Levi's jeans. I don't have. It's hard to find a pair that just fits just right. Me too. I, yeah. yeah, they don't fit me. Yeah, I have always weird. liked Levi's. You wear a, re- a Levi's like, jeans? Like way back in the day when I, my, my parents would give me tough skins Yeah, uh, from Sears. Remember that, Sears? What's that? Uh, t- tough skins, they would have patches on the That's knees. That's the Atower that, that Chad thought he was in front of, but we weren't. <laughs> <laughs> it was That's actually the Hancock Tower. It, it turns out That's there's two gigantic... Joke. Black buildings in Chicago, really. Uh, yes. But so tough skins, but uh, so they would protect my knees and not rip up. So my mom would always give me tough skins. But I always liked the Levi's. To this day, I still like Levi's. Mm-hmm. Um, got a pair, but sure, yeah, it can be tough to find your exact right size. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, twenty-seven cents earnings per share. Am I up first? Yes. Uh, under. All right. I'm going to just go opposite for gamesmanship. Um, I think things have slowed for them a little bit, but I'm going to say over. Smart move. Oh, 31 cents, man. But so here's why you might have thought it was under because shares declined in the extended session Tuesday afterwards, even after the apparel company topped estimates. And I see that that trend happens a lot, Mm -hmm. especially because we're seeing a lot go over. But then the market doesn't like how they went over. Is that a byproduct of the earnings per share expectation being tempered? So even though they went over, it's not. As great as the market as, wants? Okay. Like, is that is that how that works? Maybe. I mean, I'm going to have to consult with Seth Holm on that one. Okay, He's so a, he would have a little bit more yes. to go on there? Yes, yes, yes. Well, so the company reported third quarter net income of $124.5 million or $0.30 cents a share compared with $130.1 million or $0.33 cents a share a year ago. So that might be what the market was looking at. They're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I beat expectations, but... There's obviously some sort of. I think it was similar with Domino's, as a matter of fact. A lot of headwinds right now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. In history, <laughs> she uh, was the indirect cause of the Trojan War. Mm-hmm. In your home, she's Helen of Troy. <laughs> <laughs> Helen of Troy is an uh, American. Isn't she the direct cause? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, it's, you know, I guess that depends, right? Okay. Where you want to lay blame. <laughs> okay. Okay. But. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're a uh, uh, they're a publicly traded company, developer, and worldwide marketer of consumer brand housewares, health, home, and beauty products. Under that brand, earnings per share a dollar seventy seven. Over. All right. Mm. I'm gonna go with Chad. Okay. He was oh. on it. All right. Now, so it's a dollar seventy seven earnings per share. In order to get the point, how what was what was their earnings? Ooh. Uh, uh, a, Who's ever closest without going over? $1.79. Okay. Is it like prices right? You should just go a dollar. Just go 80 or a dollar seventy-seven <laughs> here, yeah. I'm gonna go a dollar ninety-five. Whoa! All right, you got two oh one. Two oh one. You almost won both showcases. Okay. You were so close to <laughs> took home the whole booth. Yeah. And the cowbell. Yeah, so here's what they had to say. During the quarter, we improved our consolidated operating margin while simultaneously increasing our growth investments compared to their original outlook at the beginning of the year. That's from uh, their CEO, Julian Miniberg. Miniberg? Min- Minenberg. <laughs> 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 Not 
That's these, an insult. These growth investments are uh, generating healthy results, and our digital initiatives continue to pay dividends, illustrated by online sales growth of 25%, which now represents 24% of total sales. In Fair the, enough. Uh, in the quarter. So they're getting hip to the online game. That was one thing. Square. Last week when we were talking to Seth Holm, we had Bed, uh, Bed Bath & Beyond on. Okay. And one of the things they were criticized for was just not increasing their online sales enough mm-hmm. and not having a strong enough focus on there. Yeah. And they're, they're continuing to try to pe- drive people in-store. I wonder if Domino's is going to kind of go in danger of that. Because like it seems like they really, they're like, there's such a market opportunity when we bring people Ooh, into the store to buy the right. pizza, but there's right. also yeah, such... interesting question. You know, like, are they going the wrong way? Because it seems like Bed Bath & Beyond is like, yeah, but we make more money when you come in store, but then it's like, but less people are coming in store, right. so I don't know. Yeah, it's the, Where do you uh, think that goes? Is it the Helen of Troy horse before the cart? Yes, right. You right. Know? Yes. Who's I think in that Trojan horse? <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be having to really... Force pe- not force people, but really encourage people on getting in stores. Like TJ Maxx mm. has a really good job of that. When you can like, oh, yeah. I never know what I'm going to find when I go to TJ Maxx. <laughs> yeah, really I never know, and so I think. And their website smart. is so awful; it's hard to like search and find <laughs> anything to buy. It's conducive of you in store. I mean, it always amazes me though. Like even Target and Walmart, their their apps and their websites are just terrible compared to Amazon. Like mm-hmm. it's just so hard to find. Just like, like what's in stock at the store, right, right down the street at the bottom of the mountain. Yeah. Um, when I go to TJ Maxx, which isn't often, but when yeah. I, like you'll find like lot you can man you can slay it with say shirts, but then you'll find like there's like three pairs of pants in the mm-hmm. store. You mm. know what I mean? It's like weird. Yeah, or there'll be like two year old like Star Wars figures that are like two for one. <laughs> or like Coles. Coles yeah. has some weird pricing. Yes. All right, we flew this airline, Delta Airlines, right? Delta, Delta, Delta. May I help you? Help you? Chuck Norris movie, you. Delta Force. Earnings per share two twenty seven. I'm gonna go with. Wait, what was it? What was the question? Delta Airlines. I know, but what was the amount? Oh, I was like, what was the answer? Earnings per share. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? 227. 227. Yes. Are you up first? No, you are. No, you are. Okay. Uh, 227. I'm going to go with over. Okay. Uh, so what's the score? One to one? Something like that. Uh, under. You should have known. They gave us a good service. We weren't late, right? We were brought to the right terminals. Yeah, but I just, you know, I'm just trying to win the game. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we played so to win the game. It was a positive quarter for the company, but higher costs are a concern for those trumping for some. Even though they're trumping robust travel demand, costs are increasing, fuel things yeah. like that. And I like Delta a lot. For the record, they're yeah. my favorite. They're kind of my 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 airline of choice, like my drug of choice. Yeah. yeah. We don't get the premium tickets, but the premium ticket revenue is up nine percent, and the company has also been taking share from rivals. So. People are like, you know what? I could go American. I could go Delta. I will go Delta this time. Delta yeah. helps us out in Chattanooga. Yeah. One-stop flights to the Windy City. Ooh, yeah, that was nice. No- non-stop to New York City, the Big Apple. I think that was United that we were on, though, that took us direct. Oh, yeah. On they- Delta, we had to come back to Atlanta. Well, ironically. Yes. yes. <laughs> <But> <laughs> what's I- ironic about it? Well, that I was saying that it's Delta. That, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. All right. Well, Saratoga Investment Corp. They uh they invest in Taco Mac across the street. Oh, oh. So they, they un- must be down. The unfortunate Taco <laughs> Mac. Earning per share sixty cents, Chad. Six, sixty cents. Yes. Uh, earning. I'm going to say under. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go against the odds. I'm going to go with opposition. Yeah, do it, do it, smart man. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Market yeah. analysts 
are tough to beat. It was, uh, it was 68 cents. The business had revenue of uh, $13.89 million during the quarter, compared to analyst estimates of only $12.6 million. It just goes to show that unhealthy food served really slowly can still make a lot of money. I mean, they invest in a lot of things. They have a wide investment portfolio. Taco Mac just happens to be one of them. They just happen to be across the street, and they just happen to be really, really slow, so they've drawn the ire of some of the people who have made the mistake of ordering lunch from there on a short time frame. Right. Yeah. Well, Anthony Smith, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I got to lose every now and then, so congratulations. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. Yes, thank you, sir. Goodness. Great to have an economist with us whenever we can get one. Yeah, and fittingly, he won, right? I mean, he yeah. he, he probably should beat you. And here he comes. Who the storm is a-blowing. There's no earthly way of knowing. Quote, Look what Willy Wonka. Wow! Fast-paced forecast. With Nick Stone Cold off. <laughs> What's up, brother? What's up? You were away on vacation. Where'd you go? Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. What's going on in the weather, man? It was beautiful down there. I'm definitely going back sometime. Oh, what's going on with the weather right now? Yeah, yeah what's up in the um, It's getting a little cooler out here. I like that. Chicago oh, yeah. weather is beautiful. It was perfect, right? Perfect. Couldn't have been nicer. Absolutely. 68 to 72 during the day. Oh, it's beautiful. It's it's going to be really nice right here in Chattanooga over the weekend. It's going to be beautiful. I heard it. Yeah. Then. A little bit of rain. Maybe on Saturday morning. And then after that, clears out. It's going to be nice and cool. Okay. Yeah. Very fall-like, as it should be this time of the year. So, mm. Any yeah. critical events on the yeah. sonar? And Absolutely. Sonar. Two critical events. One is oh. in the United States, and one is on the other side of the world. So we'll start with right here on our Must homeland. Must be ethnocentric. Um, yes. but yeah. <laughs> so we have a big, big major snowstorm. Blizzard-like snowstorm. Up in North and South Dakota, heading into Ooh, parts of the Midwest. Mm. Good times. Yeah, you might and say, well, times. they get snow up there, but usually not this early in the year. Not yeah. this much this early in the season. We're talking about two to three feet of snow for some areas. Wow. Very, very strong winds, so there's going to be a lot of mm. blowing snow. Just impossible for driving. Snow Lots of disruptions. Impassable. A lot of disruptions. It's going to be... To, that's for the rest of today and for Saturday. Yeah. Okay. A buddy of yes. mine's in Idaho, and he was he kept telling me that uh, it was like 19 degrees there. Oh yeah, yeah. It's snowing yeah. in Denver. It it snowed in two days ago in Denver. It was in the 70s, and the next morning it was down to 20 degrees, and it was snowing. Talk about wow. your volatility. What's this doing to freight right now? Is it is it affecting those areas? Um. Well. Certainly, where the where the winter storm is right now, you're just you're not going to move anything through these areas. You're not going to yeah. be able to the roads. There's going to be a lot of roadblocks, um, just snow, ice, too much wind, no visibility. So yes, I mean nothing will be able to move through that region uh, for the next couple of days at least. Maybe even after the storm is gone for a couple of days, it's just going to be really bad. There'll be power outages, power lines and trees down over pretty large areas. So, Well, speaking of know. that, so what is going on in the Bay Area in Oakland where they're turning all the power off right? because of high winds? Is, is that what's going on? They're afraid <clears throat> that the down power lines is going to cause forest fires? Right, right, because the campfire in California last year was apparently caused because of uh, power lines that weren't checked by Pacific Gas and Electric, some faulty lines and stuff, and they got blown down uh, during a time of very, very dry and windy weather. Fires started because of the down wire. So that's why 
they uh, had these planned power outages. A lot of those customers have power back now, but mm. a few hundred thousand are still without electricity. They said it was while they it, things yeah, out. Yeah, it seemed like it was going to be a lot worse at first. Like yeah. I, we heard, like seven days uh, on Monday, they were like people could be out for seven days. Well, and it might not be that long. Thirty six hours. Yeah, right. It might not be that long. And it was like twenty four, and then it was like eighteen. But the current customers who are out of power, it, it could at least be for another uh, couple of days because as they they still have to keep. And go out and, and check areas and, and check more lines and all that kind of stuff. Make sure everything is, is kosher before they get everyone back online. And there is a fire uh, just north of Los Angeles that broke out in the last day or two. Yeah. Um, and so some portions of I-5 and I-210 because of that fire are closed because the fire was spreading across the interstate. Mm. So I don't remember the name of that one off the top of my head. But mm. so, yeah, lots of disruptions with that. And um uh, and then over on the other side of the world, there is um, Typhoon Hagibis, which we've been talking what, about what, for days. What's that Hagibis? Hagibis. Oh, H-A-G-I-B-I-S. Let me get with a bagel. Wow. That's right. I forget what the meaning is, but it comes from uh, a Philippine dialect. Okay. They, they named it. I forget so, what the A typhoon, is that just an, like an Asian hurricane? Right. It, okay. It's what they call uh, tropical cyclones over in yeah. that part. We call them hurricanes over okay. here near the United States, and over there they're called typhoons. Nice. And down in the southern hemisphere near Australia, they just call them cyclones. Cyclones. Tropical cyclones, yeah. The hockey team. So, um, and we've been tracking that typhoon for days. It was a super typhoon. The winds were up to 160 miles an hour at one time. It's not quite that strong, but it probably is going to make landfall on Saturday directly into Tokyo and Tokyo Bay or very close to it. Yeah. So major disruptions there because, uh, I mean, the seaports, airports, all that okay. air and ocean cargo, there's going to be lots of delays. Uh, shippers expect lots of delays because of that. So, um, And that storm will probably stay over that area, you know, most of the afternoon and nighttime on Saturday over there, local time, and, yeah. and maybe even into Sunday. So hopefully they've been preparing for that. So that's going to be pretty major, too. Mm. Wow. Well, thanks for bringing yeah. that yeah, to us. Yeah, thanks for bringing the storm. Thanks sure. for your fast-paced <laughs> forecast. Bringing the crane. You want to talk about wild and wacky weather for a minute? Oh, is there, yeah, is there something? Is there, well, that well, sounds sure. pretty wild and wacky to What's me. Wacky? Yeah, what what else? Well, that snowstorm I was talking about, it, it, it also dropped some snow uh, in the Denver area, eastern Colorado yesterday. And with that snowstorm, there were some funnel clouds hmm. that actually touched the ground. You can get funnel clouds or tornadoes with a winter storm. They're called cold air funnels. Wow. Especially wow. especially if that cold air is moving over warm uh, waters, like of a lake or some other body of water, and you can get little funnel clouds to spin up. And that happened in Colorado yesterday. It's pretty cool. Wow. wow. Yeah. Well, Nick, bring News your little funnel weird. cloud into the weekend, man. <laughs> Thank you very much. Hey, you're yeah. welcome, guys. You have Thanks, a good one. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> Fantastic Chad, stuff. You remember, were you out in California when they were doing like those rolling blackouts? When I was in Southern California, that was, a, that was a big thing. Like, the rolling blackouts in Southern California. Yeah. Um, Do you hear about the tarantulas, the male tarantulas? That The army of them are going through the Bay Area as well. And there's got like all kinds of news. No lights on. Yeah. Right? Uh, you know, you learn a little bit something new every day from yeah. Nick Austin. You know, I've got, there's uh, they're, they're like softball size hail, hail. hail falling from the, the clouds. I've learned about, like, how microbursts happen. Yeah. Uh, and now, like, funnel. Funnels, funnel yeah. Funnels. Do you like a nice funnel cake at the fair? Uh, no, but my daughter sure does. All right. Well, we learned something from Nick Austin. Let's learn something from you, the reader of FreightWaves.com. Comment section rodeo. No! 
right. This is from the yeah. article. Uh, truck driver sues BNSF over collusion with alleged uncontrolled I, rail cars. I believe that's a collision. Oh, collision. Oh, yeah. yeah. They didn't collude together. A little bit of a difference. Yeah, they were, like, they were like, all right, let's 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 together. Let's I'm crash suing into you over yes. our collusion. Although, you did you hear, read the story there about the, the shipping vessel, the Greek shipping vessel, where they staged a pirate attack? I did not hear about oh, that. Oh, yeah. That was oh. a little collusion. That's crazy. I used to hear about collusion in baseball, too. We were in a pizza place watching your Braves surrender like 13 runs. Why in did inning. you have to bring that up? I don't uh, know. Because we had nothing to do I, but watch that, that and really wait forever, hurts. I'm ever trying to for be a, a professional here. Forever for a pizza. Anyway, so Francisco <sighs> Cepeda, he has to say, why is it that the general public, whether operating any type of vehicle or on foot, need to cross paths with trains? What? <laughs> Furthermore, I have seen trains completely well, blocking traffic for several miles due to the numerous amounts of rail cars being pulled by a locomotive. I mean, why is the sky blue? I don't know. I, you know? Somebody, I think the trains were there yeah. first, then they like had it yeah. like so yeah. moving roads through because the trains aren't always running. But once in a while, that's a <sighs> rail cross. Like, where does he want the trains to go? It just sounds like some frustration, right? Just, I don't know. I don't know why. Why do we have to cross paths? I don't, I don't know, Francisco. I mean, <laughs> we got nowhere else to put them. Yeah, it's um, people yeah, and it got to go where they got to go, I guess. Uh, and, all, and this is what uh, Robert has to say on the same article. Interesting to find out if the elevator employees or railroad employees last handled the cars. We have many rules on the railroad to prevent this kind of thing from happening, but sometimes people don't follow the rules and BN, BNSF, should be liable. However... Hmm. However, I have seen customers do funny things like not tying handbrakes once we place them in their facilities mm. and they move them or try to move more cars than they should with a mule and, yes, even shoving over crossings blind. One of the reasons we put derails by the mainline switches, never trust someone else to not screw up. Hmm. That's a double negative. Yeah. Um, well, you know, just when you think we 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 have a form of transportation that could just kind of run on its own, yeah, a lot, a lot goes a, into it. They a, even a use lot mules of to go. <laughs> Look, talking about precision railway, is it like is it a literal mule or is it a device called a mule? I wondered that. Is, is do you think it's like literally a mule? No, no, you don't. I think I think it is. Wow, I'm going with real mule over under. I should have um, asked Ian that when I had him on. I should have asked uh, when I was talking to. Yeah, the, the American Association okay. of Railroads. So, all right. So, from the article, Convoy touts 45% reduction in empty mile emissions as automated reloads program grows. And this is what David have to say. I agreed. Those reloads would have been available to the carrier anyway, but through another load border matching service. So, they would have got picked up by Convoy, by the Convoy carrier, by one even closer that was searching Convoy or other load boards, which would be even more sustainable, LOL. If a driver sees another load, say 40 miles away, that's paying more money or has more miles, they will drop the reload and take the better paying load all day long. That's why brokers exist. LOL. Reducing deadhead has been... A- I'm laughing out loud. <laughs> no one really LOLs when they write LOL either. I know. Like they're always I've just gotten like... that feeling. I've been like sitting next to you at an airport and you wrote LOL and you were not laughing out loud at all. Well, I didn't do LLOL. Which is literally laughing out loud. Oh, it's gotten yeah. that far? Yeah. It's gotten that deep. Reducing debt has been the goal since I started almost 40 years ago. Not because of carbon emissions, but to be profitable. It will never be perfect. We aim for 7% deadhead or less, as do most industry players, and it's been that way forever. No load board will change this significantly. Do you think so? Do you think that tech is uh, powerless to help reduce de- deadhead loads? 
No. Yeah, I, think, I, I think it's really happening. That's part of the whole point of the article. And it's pretty amazing, it, you know, that convoy may have reduced these empty mile emissions by nearly half. Yeah, why was that guy being so close-minded? I don't know. Mm. Uh, from the article, Stevens Tanker Division closes and eliminates 586 jobs across Texas. This one got people fired up from Noble One. Another one bites the dust. Bump, bump, bump. Quote, oh. the final decision to to uh, <laughs> to close was the result of unforeseen business developments over which Stevens tanker division had no control unforeseen apparently management didn't have their eye on the ball check out this news article on from february 6 2019 wow he's really doing some yeah work here he should be on off the supply chain texas size glut of frack sand accumulating as demand weakens was management keeping an eye on crude prices production and rig counts and its highly profitable influence on business developments apparently not Quote. <laughs> he literally wrote quote. Yeah. Drilling affects demand. The demand for frack sand depends on drilling activity. Okay, that's the end of the quote. Yeah. However, as a result of the decline in the price of crude oil, among other factors, drill counts have retreated somewhat uh, somewhat in 2019. I, I'm, it's Now, this is a quote, but it's not a quote. Doesn't he know that you could just use quotation marks, and that would be yeah. like the quote? Industry insight, April 2019, this weakness could have definitely been foreseen. It's basically saying, he's pointing out that, (laughs) keep your eye on the ball. Um, These things should have been foreseen in his humble opinion. But is that a quote from the article, in my humble opinion? Because he never writes end quote. And if you're using, like... Right. And once he did end a quote and began a new quote, it's, it's, it's a little confusing, but that's the point. Yeah. Well, Valerie's point is, and Valerie Williams says she worked for them, and she says... This saddens me. Stevens Transport gave me my start as a truck driver. I had a few bad moments with the trainer, but not with the company as a whole. I agree someone should have been keeping up with the news on sand and water, and maybe some and maybe some nice could have been figured out. However, what's done is done, and I pray that someone, that somehow, Stevens Transport, we did themselves out of this hole. Best regards, Valerie Williams. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, that's that is thoughtful thoughts and prayers. Yeah, seriously, we don't want to see people losing their livelihoods, and that's a lot. Uh, Luke Warm mm. says, "Must be that driver shortage." And in parentheses, writes sarcasm. So I think you're supposed to read it like, "Must be that driver shortage." Yeah, they got rid of almost six hundred. Must be that driver shortage. Can you give me a sarcastic read of that? Uh, okay. Um, must be that driver shortage. Must be that driver shortage. <laughs> All right, well, Z Bailey, he has this to say. We had a good run sevener. I was a driver, trainer, coordinator three years. I saw the good, bad, and the ugly with this company. We went through two winters in the oil field. I have to admit, this job made me more confident and serious about my skills. Being a trailer, being a trainer, I had the responsibility of showing people how to do the job the right way. And that was a challenge. But I helped so many people. Stevens gave me the opportunity. I'm sad to leave. But okay with it at the same time. Bittersweet. The job offers have been crazy. I know wherever I go, I won't mind getting dirty. And I feel confident in my skills. I'll be ready every time. I'll get behind that wheel. Farewell, Stevens. Number 4057. Wow. I mean, kind of like self- He worked through some stuff in that. Like yeah. in that um, right. He did. Yeah. That was like kind of processing it online, a little online therapy. Uh, Mark Williams says, 
But they said the economy was growing. Dot 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 dot. You got a lot of um. You got the you got the sarcastic ones that time. That is sad to read though. We read a, a few here about people losing jobs, and that is never good to hear. It was the, the impacts one had I think six hundred people right, and this is another six hundred or so with the Stevens. So yeah, yeah. What's a little brighter note going into the weekend? El Camino. That's on Netflix. That might not be like the feel good movie of the year, but I think people will feel good that it's finally out, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So we got that going for us. Uh, what um, else? What else is going on? Freightways Live is coming up in Chicago, which we were in Rhino. We were in that that North Shore area. It was yeah, it was beautiful, right? North River. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Chicago, a band from Chicago, Wilco, playing at the Ryman Theater in Nashville, October twentieth. I'm going. Well, have a I'm good time. Enjoy that one. Uh, but you know, like uh, other things we got going on, of course. Uh, Dooner, tell us a little bit about what you got going on Saturday. Saturday. Oh, the Freightways Radio Show. Yeah, yeah. Freightways Radio. There's so much going on. I'm like, well, I can't yeah, even I process next. I'm going to think about that Tomorrow. the second this is done. Right. No, that's when I go to that. But Freightways Radio, Road Dog Trucking, Channel 146, Sirius XM. With be there John Kingston. On your dial with John Kingston. You're going to be doing all kinds of things. Yeah. It's going to be really exciting. You know, uh, I know he's going to be there. Kevin King of the Hill, you know him. He'll be there from uh, 4 to 4.30. Kevin is king of my hill. Got a bunch of other special guests. Well, fantabulous. Uh, also, Morning Minutes, right? Morning Minute yeah. podcast. Subscribe to those. Uh, American Shipper and Morning Minute. You can find those at freightwaves.com. You can find him at Timothy Dooner uh, on Twitter and yes. me at Chad Prevost. Mm-hmm. And, of course, keep checking out our Off the Supply Chain show. Comes out, uh, just came out, comes out every Friday. We love the production of that and all the themes that go into it. Thanks for tuning in. Mm. All right, man. A little dedication. A little dedication for everyone who stuck with us. I don't know if it's still streaming on social, but if it is and you stuck with us and you can't see us, it's probably for the best. <laughs> but uh, glad you glad you listened in on the show today. I was sorry for the technical difficulties. We'll do better next time on What the Truck! Everywhere around the world where you can hear podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Sound... No, not SoundCloud. Uh, <laughs> Even in Mongolia, we're Mongolia! going for it. Mongolia, I'm coming for you. Bye now. Oh, it's hot in here, man.